Maybe big data has gotten too big. Whether you're a B2B marketer or a consumer brand, your data needs to be viable, relevant, and accessible so that Starista can help you retain customers, acquire customers, and make it personal. Welcome to the Marketing Star Podcast by Starista, probably the most entertaining marketing podcast you're going to put in your ear. I'm Kevin, the producer here at Starista. The goal of this podcast is to chat with industry leaders and get their take on the current challenges of the market. Maybe we'll have a little fun along the way. In today's episode, Anjali Ayer, head of lifecycle marketing at the Washington Post, joins us to discuss her experiences in guiding customers as they move through each stage of the consumer journey, increasing customer lifetime value, and the psychology behind lifecycle marketing. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Starista's The Marketing Stir. I, of course, am your host, Vincent Petrofeza, the Vice President of B2B Products and Partnerships here at Starista. It is great to be talking to you today, even though it is awful, awful New York City weather. Maybe you'll have to guess when we're recording this because it's been awful, just raining every day. I'm like, what am I, what do I live in Seattle? You know, I, I did wear a flannel in honor of Seattle and, and the grunt capital of the world. Those of you who grew up in the 90s know what I'm talking about, but it is great to be here. Let's pause for a moment just to talk about Starista, just for a few seconds. That's all we do. That's all I talk about, Starista. It's not about me. It's not about Starista. It's about the guest and you, the listener. Starista, we are a marketing technology company. We own our own business business data and business-to-consumer data. We help companies access that data through our own email sending platform, our own DSP, to help them get new customers. Who doesn't want new customers? I would love some. That'd be great. Email me, vincent at starista.com. That is how confident I am. I just gave you my email. The only other thing I'm confident in here at Starista is my CEO. I'm kidding. I love everyone here. My CEO, my co-host, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. AJ Gupta. What's going on, AJ? Hey, Vincent. I actually wish we got some rain in Texas. It's been so hot and miserable. So uh, send, send some of that our way. I would love to. I would love to. I was joking with our own Ruby Resendez. She came here from Texas and she was at a conference and she brought all this awful weather. So maybe we'll bring some back with, for you. But yeah, Texas, is it ever, it, it rains. I remember one time you got like a huge like hailstorm just randomly. It was like a Tuesday. Yeah, no, it, it's pretty random. There's not normally like a season for it, but it used to be a little bit more random than this year. It seems like we're destined for a uh, hot, uh, hot, De- hot December, October, November. So everything is hot. So, but uh, yeah, your your weather doesn't sound awful to me. Maybe it is, but uh, it sounds uh, sounds like something I would enjoy taking a nap in. Yeah, you love a good nap. The people on the podcast are like, does AJ really enjoy a nap like that when I see them in person? I'm like, oh yeah, he's a huge fan of the nap, you know? Gathers his thoughts, his ideas. But yes, you're right. Nothing like a nap in the rain while all it's raining. So I love that. AJ, what we got to tell the people when we are going to be going head-to-head during our fantasy football, even though I have not fared well lately. I, I was off to a bad start. Hopefully by the time people are listening to this episode, I've made a comeback. I was the victim. Well, that's a strong word of. Yeah, that's, that's actually a strong enough word. Oh yeah, I was, I went to bed beating one of our teammates by like a half a point 
And two days later, not even the next day, two days later, they made a correction and added three points. So I was not very happy with that. Not very happy. I think you might have had something to do with that. No, no, I actually felt bad for you because that was a, I think, a minus two swing that, uh, you know, I guess put you under the edge this time. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was my comeback tour. But, you know, I, I, I'm not faring that well either. I put in Aaron Jones in the lineup because they said he was fit. And mm -hmm. here we are. And here we are. The, the number one and two uh, last year are, but okay, but let's hear how our story ends, ladies and gentlemen. We will, we will certainly hope, hopefully prevail. I think we'll be okay. We're, we're, uh, we're pros. But also, AJ, I'm so happy to have this next guest. We're talking to the Washington Post today. Ladies and gentlemen, from the Washington Post, we have the head of Lifecycle Marketing, Anjali Iyer. What's going on, Anjali? Good. It's a little bit cloudy here, but thankfully no rains. Please don't send it our way. Want a little few dry weekends to enjoy the outdoors. Hopefully fall weather. I know this fall weather, me and you know it. You're in, you're in the Washington DC area, of course, Washington Post. And you know, we're used to seasons changing. You know, AJ in San Antonio, they're like, what's a season? They, what, they don't know what that is. It's just either hot or just slightly less hot. That's the San Antonio weather there. They, uh, Christmas tree, it's like a cactus. They put some Christmas lights on there. They don't know what we're talking about. But, uh, uh, but let's talk about, people know the Washington Post, but talk to us about the Washington Post and talk to us about your role specifically within the organization. Yeah, so as you know, like Washington Post is one of the leading daily media companies. And what we're really known for is our exceptional political and investigative reporting uh, on the inner workings of the White House and the government. But we have also expanded our coverage into new verticals in recent months, like well-being and climate. So our journalism really lives at the intersection, if I may say so, of policy, business, well-being, climate, and really culture at large. And that's where your lifestyle comes into play. Um, and, you know, we really believe in our mission and the world is getting complex and interconnected. And it is really important um, for the consumers to connect all the dots and truly understand what are we living through today and what is um, on the horizon for tomorrow. So I encourage our listeners to go to WashingtonPost.com. My role at the Washington Post um, is uh, the global head of lifecycle marketing. Uh, what does that mean? It's really where our journey with the consumer starts as soon as they connect with us. And our goal at the end of the day is to turn them into loyalists and increase customer lifetime value. Oh, that makes sense now. Yes, life cycle of yeah of the of the subscriber of the customer that makes complete sense. I love it. Also, a, a question we ask all of our listeners: How did you get started in marketing, just in general? So my journey has been intriguing. Um, it began when I started with my undergraduate major in business and. I found my passion with numbers, um, but I soon realized that numbers by themselves are really boring and dull. Uh, so what fascinated me was applying my passion of this numerical insights on consumer behavior and marketing strategies. So early in my career at JP Morgan Chase, I was fortunate enough to blend my love for numbers um, 
and consumers. And that's where I first took on the role of um, doing lifecycle marketing uh, for the United Airlines credit card portfolio. And this really helped me uh, start my journey with marketing. Um, and I have been loving it since then. And Angelique, what is it about life cycle marketing in particular that interests you? And can you talk a little bit more about what life cycle marketing is? Yeah, I mean, life cycle marketing is really building um, and nurturing the long-term relationships with the consumer as they're trying to get to know you and interact with you, right? Um and consumers' interactions evolve, right? They go through different stages and they change over time, um, you know, from awareness to, I don't like this, to coming back again, to then engaging and turning it into a purchase. And then we have to try to, our best to retain them and then we save some and we lose some and then try to win them back. So it's this circle of journey and lifecycle marketing really is focused on making sure we personalize and cater to consumer needs um, and be relevant to them because then that's what makes us meaningful to them. Um, and then we can increase our customer lifetime value. And really what interests me about it is the consumer centricity and the psychology behind the consumer journey. So it's not just about like purely transactional, but it's really understanding the consumer, what they want um, at a given point of time. And I think marketing blends this strategy and creative and psychology, which is all about engaging and rewarding. And the reward is for both consumers as well as us. Is the goal to increase the length of one's uh, subscription or is it about getting more subscriptions? How do you look at it? So it's not just about, hey, increase the length or just about acquiring. Um, at the end of the day, the goal is to increase customer lifetime value, right? And instead of, and the primary objective really should be how do you nurture these relationships. So it's both, it's acquiring new subscribers, nurturing them and retaining them. I mean, undoubtedly acquisition is important for revenue generation, but lifecycle marketing recognize the value beyond that initial interest um, in the brand. And you have to um, ultimately make sure that they are satisfied with their subscription. Um, and stay with us longer. And then they become brand advocates for future consumers to consider us as a brand. And Anjali, I wanna pick up on something you, you mentioned, psychology, right? I think you, you mentioned psychology, it is a major element of life cycle marketing and, and loyalty marketing. What do you think, what, what emotions or thought processes do you try to build within that marketing? Yeah, you got on to my love of psychology. <laughs> I think it's an important role on um, life cycle and loyalty uh, marketing. It requires understanding of psychology, right? To build that trust, the emotional connection um, and applying some of the basic psychological principles. Um, how do you engage consumers? Um, and then we want them to reciprocate by subscribing to us. 
um, so that uh, reciprocity comes into play. And then ultimately, it's all about storytelling, right? Uh, how do you build that brand loyalty? So I think it's like a perfect fusion of psychology and marketing strategy that allows us to create that lasting relationships with our um, consumers. I know it makes complete sense. And also personalization is, is big when it comes to lifecycle marketing. Uh, how, how are you incorporating uh, personalization? You know, are there channels that, that works better in than others? Yeah, personalization undoubtedly is important. Um, and, you know, we have built a customer data platform and we use Action IQ to build our consumer journeys. And that really unlocked a lot of capabilities for us in terms of building onboarding and triggers based on where consumers are in their journey and being relevant to them in the channel. At the end of the day, we want them to come more and read us more. Um, and uh, diversify their uh, reader across the different verticals that we have to offer. But with all of this capability, we can actually use data and predictive analysis and give them meaningful offers or content or recommend the right product as their needs change over time. And all of this ultimately will increase conversion and retention. So. It's personalization optimizes both conversion as well as experience. And it can be used in many, many channels, but I think it works exceptionally well in digital uh, environments like email and on-site and in-app notifications and social media. Anjali, Washington Post is known for having some great programs and onboarding new customers. Can you talk about what are some of the most uh, important elements when you're thinking about building a successful onboarding program? Yeah, so we recently launched our um, onboarding, I say recently, but I think it's a year now uh, since we launched it. And we really didn't have an onboarding strategy prior to that. It was one single email um, that provided all the meaningful actions that you know everybody in the industry knows what they are uh, into one single email. So there was no personalization whatsoever. Now, I mentioned earlier, we have Action IQ and we've built this customer data platform. So we were actually able to influence uh, how we want to build our onboarding journey with like three simple principles that I believe in. One is like, it's all about the consumer, the consumer centricity. Um, you want to prioritize their needs. And then you need to have relevant um, conversations with them uh, to build that loyalty. And then how can we try our best to be consistent across all the channels um, that they interact with? So um, during our initial on-site onboarding phase, um, we ask consumers, uh, what time do you prefer uh, to read? And what that helps us do is then recommend the right newsletter that fits their needs when they want to read. But it also helps us collect important data that will help us personalize their experience later on. So we ask them about their interest and we ask them to download the app and we recommend other newsletters um, and a lot of other important actions that will help them consume us over time. Um, and become loyalist. 
And Anjali, I know in your prior roles, you've not necessarily worked on a subscription model, but Washington Post is based on a very subscription-driven model. So how do you kind of uh, think about adjusting strategies when it comes to kind of a month-to-month month, uh, subscription model that Washington Post has? Yeah, so you're absolutely right. Um, I was previously at JP Morgan Chase and then um, where I managed the United Credit Card Portfolio and then at Marriott. Um, and I think both of these experiences have provided me with valuable insights on consumer loyalty and retention. I think there are nuances in how these strategies are executed across industries, but several of the um, key principles remain the same. Uh, if you think about it, it's about having a high quality product. Um, you cultivate and nurture the relationships uh, and then you deliver on those experiences and maintain consistent communication. And I think all of these were easily translated in a subscription model. And Anjali, you talked about in the beginning a little bit about other areas of focus. You know, but a lot of people think Washington Post politics, right? Is usually the first thing that comes to mind, but given the namesake, how do you combat the perspective in your marketing? Yeah, I mean, addressing and evolving brand perceptions, it's, it's a significant challenge. Uh, and I think, you know, being based in the Washington DC area, uh, it, it gives the perception that we are just politics. But actually we have broadened so much in our coverage um, with well-being, climate. And uh, last month we just relaunched style section. Um, we have games, uh, recipes, and we are also collaborating um, with partnerships like Panera and Verizon, and that has helped us extend beyond our political sphere and with new audiences. And I think these strategic initiatives, um, you know, have just helped us to empower our personalization approach and showcase that the post has the breadth and the depth uh, for local coverage and trying to slowly shift the narrative around the brand. And you mentioned some partnerships there. You mentioned uh, Verizon, Panera, right? How has that been useful in your marketing and, and are there others that you want to talk about? So you're right. We have established some um, significant and impactful partnerships um, over the years. Um, we became the first news publisher to partner with Panera's uh, Panera Bread uh, Unlimited Sip Club, um, you know, where we give um, their consumers uh, six months of Washington Post digital access for free. Um, and then we were also the first um, national publication to join Verizon. Um, and, you know, through that partnership, uh, we give them an exclusive three month uh, subscription. And both of these partnerships have uh, helped us expand our audiences in a mutually beneficial way. So Anjali, how has the news fatigue impacted your work at Washington Post? Has the company developed more casual entertainment-based content for the readers? Yes, yeah, so news fatigue is a real challenge for the entire industry. Um, and we recognize it and to address this, you know, we are really committed to deliver accurate and engaging news content. Um, for example, our news forensic team plays a really important role in making sure 
consumers feel the authenticity in the coverage, uh, and we are setting standards uh, for visual verification. And over the past years, we have introduced so many new sections. Um, for example, I'll talk a little bit more about style, which was recently relaunched. Um, it's a good blend of cultural news. Um, it features personality, uh, providing different perspectives. Um, and we are also working to have this lighter content um, to enhance the engagement of consumers during the moments where, you know, they're struggling with the hard news that is happening around the world and it is a reality. But we're trying to like introduce new games and recipes and trying to also push consumers towards lighter content. So they have a healthy blend of hard news, which is a reality, which we can't run away from, but how do we supplement that with um, lighter content? Actually, one of our favorite questions to ask here, it's a staple for our podcast, is around LinkedIn unsolicited messages. So I'm sure with your role, you get a ton of messages on LinkedIn that you don't want. Uh, what's one that gets a response from you and what's one that really annoys you? You know, I'll say something that I really like is like a short personalized message that feels like they know me a little bit uh, and I will respond to that. Um, I don't like the long um, generic messages because they are like really spammy and I just hit delete. Yeah, I know. No one ever says that it's like, oh, I want like 14 messages and and then I'm going to I'm going to buy from them like that. Yeah, it's uh, we get that answer a lot, but I like it's like short and personal that's you know that's kind of what i i like as well so anjali let's get to know you personally dc area uh, were you always from the dc area what do you like about the area what do you like doing on, in your spare time yeah so uh i have not always lived in dc area but i think it's now 12 years uh and really really love it uh love the diversity the culture the fun things that are there to do at DC. All the museums are free, unlike New York City. A great food, highly underrated in uh, DC. Um, you know, get to uh, sample different kinds of cuisines. And I do enjoy uh, cooking and I am always trying out new um, recipes and putting my own spin on it. Uh, I also make decorative pieces from like empty wine bottles to for fundraising events at school and charity. And uh, as a family, we love to go hiking and there are so many places in this area. Uh, you can go for like a short hike in the morning for a couple of hours and have, um, you know, good breakfast after that uh, with the family. And uh, my guilty pleasure uh, during the holiday season is um, watching uh, heartwarming Hallmark movies. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh at that immediately like that. But I, yeah, you know, they're, I like that. Hallmark movies are, they're heartwarming. You know what's gonna happen, right? It's always like the, the woman and the guy moves back to the hometown and uh, yeah, what, you used to have a crush on me, really? <laughs> And then they fall in love. Yeah. But it's that homey feeling, uh, the good feeling that you want uh, during the holidays, especially with all the family around you. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I have, uh, I have my own holiday, you know, ple guilty pleasures, if you will. I put up an entire 
Christmas village. Oh, wow. And yeah, I put up a whole little village with like little figurines. And I don't know if I should have just told our listeners that because, oh, well, maybe they're listening and they'll send me some little figurines or they'll send me like a cool little uh, lighted house. Right, AJ, do you, 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 could, you could come over, you could see my Christmas village and I could see the jokes in your head turning as <laughs> I share this with you. But that's awesome, Anjali. Thank you so much for being here. Do you want any parting words for our listeners? Anything you want to obviously check out the Washington Post, but anything you want, uh, books that you're reading, it could be it could be your favorite Hallmark movie. It could be something about the you know Washington Post, some new things coming out. The floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, my lasting thought as um, you know, uh, life cycle marketing is we are moving to a world of personalization and businesses that seamlessly craft personalized experiences will succeed. Um, and how do we think about leveraging AI into all of that in a ethical and a responsible way for personalization will be the key for the future. I love it. Great words of wisdom. Ladies and gentlemen, the head of lifecycle marketing, at the Washington Post. Anjali Iyer, thank you so much for being here. It's been our pleasure. That's Anjali. I'm Vincent. That's AJ. This has been another episode of The Marketing Stir. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to The Marketing Stir podcast from Starista. Please like, rate, and subscribe. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, please email us at themarketingstir at starista.com. And thanks for listening.